If you love Cobra Kai, this account is worthy of a follow. Peter and Tom are super fans who regularly put out excellent content, including in-depth interviews with many of our extremely talented but less publicized cast members. Lots of fun tidbits you won't find elsewhere. Enjoy! Welcome back to another episode of Cobra Kai Companion, and I am Peter. And I'm Tom. And Happy New Year's. Yes, uh, about two weeks uh, into the new year. How's uh, 2019 treating you so far, sir? Uh, So far, so good. Um, I would have thought that after the new year, my workload would have slowed down a bit. Oh, you fool. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> little did I know. I mean, I'm I'm looking at almost 12 years uh, at my at my job here, but uh, I mean the um, the mail volume has calmed down, but I am still working just as much. Well, maybe not quite just as much, um, but I it feels like it. Uh, so that's why we still haven't quite put out uh, episodes as much as I would like to. No, but, um, no, you know. And, and also, you know what? We we have other things, uh, some personal things going on on both sides that uh, neither you or I will get into. You know, we we both know life um, happens, sir. Life happens, life happens. You know that things are going on. But yeah, because I I've had some people reach out like, hey, you know, uh, when's the next episode and things of that nature. And I'm like, oh, you know, we're trying our best. But yeah, I think another thing maybe many people don't know is that Tom, you and I are on different Comple- sides of the country. I was going to say completely different coasts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you're three hours ahead, and usually when my time opens up, it's you know most people are in bed. Yeah, uh, at, at least on the East Coast. So that's the other thing. Scheduling uh, gets very difficult, and obviously, the you know, life gets in the way. So, uh, but we are back uh, today. We are going to go over uh, two different. Uh, Q and A sessions that he did, and it's funny too because I I didn't know if he'd do any more now that they're in post. But honestly, I figured he would just be you know elbow deep in post production. So, uh, Mr. Hurowitz, if you hear this, thank you for taking the time to kind of reach out to the fans uh, during this time of the year. Oh, and not only that, for those that may be wondering what the heck that was at the opening, uh, the top of the show, that was not Mr. Hurwitz, but that was his tweet. You know, he gave us a a little shout out um, back in December. Uh, Very humbling, much appreciated. Um, Hopefully, you know, some listeners were, or some people on Twitter, rather, you know, found out about our show, and hopefully they checked some things out and, and enjoyed it. I, okay, here's the thing. I've been podcasting for going on six years, and in my head, I, 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 I equate podcasting to shouting into a vacuum. And so whenever I hear that anybody finds out about my show, it blows my mind. But to hear that the person who helps run one of the television shows that I talk about has heard about me, that's earth shattering. That really, yeah. really is. It really is. And we'll get to a tweet later on where he may have uh, called me by name, which was kind of like, what? What? <laughs> yeah. 
So um, that was uh, really cool. Uh, but the the two dates here, we got one from December 16th and one January 12th. So almost a month apart. And, you know, it came at a really good time where we were able to consolidate both and, you know, give the listeners a pretty good lengthy episode, I would say. I think so, yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I think that's it. Uh, but for any of our new listeners, these Q&A sessions, you know, he does do on uh, Twitter. If you follow him, I would definitely definitely suggest you guys turn on your notifications mm-hmm. so that way you can participate as well. Um, it's always a joy to see a lot of our uh, members participating, asking questions. And speaking of members, our group continues to grow. And there are people on Instagram and Twitter that have a a presence. You know, like I'm very familiar with who they are. And it's awesome to see them join our group. Well, not only that, but the fact that they're cheerleading, uh, not just Cobra Kai, but Cobra Kai Companion. Wow. That yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. It, it really does mean a lot, and uh, the, the numbers are going up, and I think it could be a lot of things that are factoring into that, but all I know is people are getting excited for Season 2 coming, and so they're probably looking for some new content, and hopefully hopefully they've found us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully uh, we can scratch that itch. Yeah, absolutely. Um, or scratch Daniel's balls or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Good catch. Uh, thank you, thank you. Um, all right, so before we get into the Q&A, there's a few um, things worth mentioning here uh, in related news. Uh, recently, uh, Cobra Kai was awarded the Golden Tomato Award for Best TV Drama of 2018. So congratulations, you guys. Yeah, that is a heck of an accomplishment because so much importance is placed upon the uh, quote-unquote tomato meter these days. And for that organization to say that this was the best drama of 2018, that's that's a heck of an accomplishment. The, the only thing that I would kind of raise my hand about is... I don't know if I can really classify this as a true drama because there are a lot of laugh-out-loud moments in that entire series. Yeah, and obviously, uh, I mean, I don't know about you, so I don't want to speak for you, but I don't follow the Golden Tomato Awards, so I wonder if it was something where it came down to uh, Cobra Kai and something else for comedy, and they go, you know what, let's throw that in as a drama because it can go either way. It can, yeah. So that that could be something too. Uh, did you happen to see the graphic that Rotten Tomato used for uh, announcing this? this I award? I just saw the still of uh, of Daniel putting on the headband, but that was about the only thing that I saw. And that is correct because that's all that they put out. So I decided to do a little graphic myself. Now, Cobra Kai, I associate that with one Sensei Lawrence played by William Zabka. Yes. So I took the very same image of him putting on the bandana and I stole the graphics off of like other images and I put it on that picture and re-released it myself. You know, and I felt a little bad because Mr. Horwitz um, posted it on Facebook, you know, the the uh, Daniel LaRusso one. Mm-hmm. And then I I posted the one that I made and said, fixed it. <laughs> you know what? I I can see why the people at Rotten Tomatoes did what they did, because when you think of Karate Kid, you think of Daniel LaRusso. But Cobra Kai, let's face it, is Johnny Lawrence's story. 
It is, and I agree with you. I totally understood why. Um, you know, Daniel LaRusso, Ralph Macchio, he is more known uh, in this universe, right? The credit Absolutely, kid, yeah, unquestionably. But you know what? I saw some of the other images. There's nothing wrong with using, you know, a uh, a screen capture of both actors, you know, in one scene together. I, I don't see why they couldn't have done that. So I got a little salty, and I was being petty, so I decided to make my own image. <laughs> a uh, podcast I did share getting it. petty. Imagine that. What? Where do they do that at? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so if you guys follow us on Instagram, I posted it there. And I feel like I'm pretty sure I put it on Twitter, too, and obviously along with our group page. I, I thought I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, this was pretty cool because uh, we did share the the photo that was also shared by Mr. Hurwitz. Robert Mark Kamen was given a sneak peek at some season two fights in the editing room. How cool is that? But why is that cool, sir? Uh, well, he is the writer of the first three Karate Kid movies. Yes. So... You know, if anybody heard our interview with one uh, Mr. Martin Cove, he said that this is the man who came up with all the wax on, wax off, sweep the leg, no mercy, and all of that. This is the guy. And uh, Amy, gosh, I don't want to call her number one or number two, but uh, Amy, let's call her Amy S. I, I, I'm not sure if I exactly know her exact last name, but... Um, as, at least on Facebook, Amy S., she commented that, like, this is pretty much the passing of the torch. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely it is. So that was really exciting to see, to see and that must have been really cool for them to have, um, um, well, I don't, I don't know if they met him there for the first time, but at least, you know, got to show him some pretty cool stuff uh, upcoming season. Well, not only that, but the fact that he approves of the continuation of what's essentially part of his legacy that's got to mean a heck of a lot to the people who are involved in this show. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, I, Tom, I don't know if you saw this, but I, I took that image and I added myself in it. So, Well, no. Uh, did you see what uh, Rick on the Facebook group did? He, oh, yeah, that's right. He added yeah, you as well. he literally <laughs> he added me. He basically turned it into a karate kid version of the Sgt. Pepper cover where he was throwing everybody in. Oh, right. Yes, yes. I, saw, yes. I did see that, yeah. That's where it started from, uh, adding <laughs> us and then Sergeant Pepper. So I like that, that he even threw it out to the group to see if anybody else wanted in on that. Um, and then the last bit of news here, uh, Courtney Hangler, who played Mrs. LaRusso, uh, Amanda, mm-hmm. Amanda LaRusso, uh, her and her husband, Ross Khan, are expecting their second child. Congratulations, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there was a little bit of a Twitter exchange that uh, she reveals that it's Cove's kid. Oh. <laughs> and Mr. Hurwitz uh, said, no spoilers. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, check that out on Twitter. It was actually quite funny. Yes. All right. So I think we will now go ahead and get into the Q&As. Again, we will be starting with uh, December 16th. And again, for those that are tuning in, possibly for the first time, I will read the question and Tom will read the answer. Yes. Then we'll uh, I, I have often been called the voice of Hurowitz, and I love that. And that's why I had you uh, read that <laughs> yeah. uh, tweet at the top of the show. Yeah. So here we go. Uh, starting with Cobra Kai Pod, that would be me. Do you have any favorite holiday movies to watch around this time of the year? Well, there's A Christmas Story and Elf. Are, those are in regular rotation. And, of course, a very Harold and Kumar 3D Christmas. Yep, Elf is definitely one of my favorites. A Christmas Story, 
It's fine. Not one I grew up with. I well, you know what? I'm a you know died in the wool uh, Gen Xer, so of course Christmas Story, Christmas Vacation, all those movies. Uh, it's not the holidays until uh, you see those as well as Die Hard. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> we won't get into the Die Hard discussion. <laughs> Because it already sounds like we're on different sides of the, uh, is it a Christmas movie? <laughs> so we won't go there. Um, which I might troll the listeners of my other show by doing a review of that on uh, a different holiday. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, just to kind of throw this out, I did see a, a, a DVD set on, I believe it was Best Buy um, of the Harold and Kumar movies, all three of them for a really, really economical price. So if you're interested in collecting those movies, check out Best Buy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The next one comes from at K. Farrell Author. Do you find, now that the show is popular, that you feel more freedom as a writer to develop long-term plots that may not pay off until future seasons? We've always approached the show that way. But now, more so. One thing we found while writing Season 2 was that certain characters we loved didn't fit into the story. But we had comfort knowing we planned to bring them back in major ways down the road. Ooh, I like that a lot. Yes, the fact that they have a long-term plan. I I love it when shows do that. Yeah, we've talked about this on just about every Q&A session, I believe. Mm -hmm. And, um... You know, since we don't have a a whole lot to go off of, a lot of our members and other viewers of the show have speculated or even tried, you know, looking into clues like, oh, you know, this character may not be back and et cetera, et cetera. Or the infamous uh, salt shakers. That too. (laughs) And so if certain characters don't come back, that doesn't necessarily mean that they won't come back later on. So I really like that tweet. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. The next one comes from at Rezondo. Definitely more Dimitri, right? Definitely. Yeah. And Come you know, on, Dimitri's just... one of the best, at least the best unsung character of that first season. He's... A lot of great lines. Well, and just he's the kinda... deadpan delivery is amazing on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, just a little shout out to uh, Gianni, who plays Dimitri. Uh, he was one of seven cast members who um, sent us a little, you know, happy holidays video, you know, that yeah, I stitched thank together. thank you to all yeah. of you guys. That's a, wow, that was so yeah. cool. So thank you. You know, I did reach out and uh, those seven, I, you know, stitched together this video and you can only watch it in our group. Uh, I did, however, take a screenshot of um, of each of those videos and you know, made a little collage of all their faces. And I put that in our Instagram just to kind of show people like, hey, you know, to watch this, you got to be in our group, you know, as a bit of a tease. But uh, thanks again to to those yeah, actors. The word thanks does not do it justice. No. And Gianni had a lot of fun with it. You know, his typical, you know, hiding behind something extremely skinny. <laughs> no, I, I can't wait to see what the future holds for Gianni. I, he is so dang funny. Yeah. He's he's pretty great, and uh, he actually checked out my Aquaman episode. Oh, oh so, cool! Yeah, got to give him a little shout yeah. out. Um, all right, next one comes from at go underscore hawks nineteen eighty eight. Is the Sam Robbie Miguel saga going to be explored more? So excited for season two. 
<laughs> one of the great answers that uh, Mr. Hurowitz has ever given. Those three characters do return in season two. I'm glad we got confirmation on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, next one comes from at J Chronicles 44. Season one's tone was generally loved by so many. Will this season be similar in tone, i.e. will the show still be unafraid to be un-PC in a climate that increasingly punishes those who push those boundaries? The show hasn't changed when it comes to tone and approach. It does good. Again, why it, fix something that ain't broke? It is, but at least the way that I interpret it, and I could be completely off base, they aren't celebrating the fact that Johnny Lawrence isn't quote-unquote un-PC. They're making fun of him that his worldview is so archaic. He's right. so behind the times. He's literally stuck in the 80s, and he doesn't know how the way the, 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 way the world works these days. That's right. not on PC. That's just that's just being cast on a, a desert island by your own choice. Yeah, and I, I guess I kind of misread the the tweet. So thank you for no, 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 no. That's yeah. the way the tweet the tweet was written. And and again, mm. hey, if, if you can enjoy it for that, more power to you. But I I don't think that's the point of the character. Yeah, yeah. Nope. I I am with you on that. Uh. Let's see here. This one is from the, one of the previous uh, tweeters at go underscore Hawks 1988. What's your favorite episode of season one? And do you have a favorite for season two? I love all of season one. Some favorite episodes, one, five, seven, nine, and ten. But again, I really love them all. Still editing season two, so don't know what my favorites are yet. Now, Peter, real quick, do you have yes. any favorite episodes from season one? Episodes? I thought it was one five-hour movie. Yeah, <laughs> that's the way it, I, I can't separate the episodes. It just has like little mini breaks where I get up, grab another beer, go to the bathroom, and sit down and watch another half hour. Yeah, I mean, all of his were pretty great, too. Um, number one, obviously, the pilot or the, the first episode. Uh, episode five, that's the tribute to uh, Pat Morita, I believe. Uh, number seven is All Valley. That's where Johnny goes before the board. Um, and also, you know, the the date with Sam and Miguel. Uh, episode nine is the beach scene. And ten is the tournament. So uh, all very great episodes. Um, and all, obviously, I, I love all the ones in between as well. Uh, episode six, I feel like it is. It, it might be five. Gosh, it's, I mean, I also love the one where Daniel, you know, has that little ruse where the, the rent, you know, gets hiked up by Arcadian. Uh, gosh, I forgot his, the, the character's last name already, but, you know, I talked about it in the review and probably on previous episodes, just that moment when, um, Daniel goes to the convenience store to, I, th I think he's buying pa uh, spray paint, I, I, I believe. It's been a while. Mm -hmm. uh, then, you know, Johnny was like halfway inside the, the you know, the fridge looking for that uh, six-pack of Coors. And then... That extra cold six-pack. Yeah, the extra cold. You got to keep it in the back. <laughs> and then, you know, Daniel's like, you know, he said he was going to pick up the, the, the beer, go ahead, you know, put it on the tab or whatever. And that realization that, you know, maybe Daniel had a hand in that. Uh, as much as I hated Daniel in that moment, that's still like a very great scene because Billy Zapka just he sold so it. little words. Yeah. 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 Just 
oh gosh, I just think about that. It makes me, it, it hurts my heart. The fact that Daniel has become what he did, at, at yeah. least at that point in time, I'm, I'm hoping that he pulls out of the nosedive. Right. Yep. Uh, next one comes from at Andy D- Damon. Let's go with Damon. Yeah. Do you think it'll be released about the same time season one came out? Yes. Similar time, give or take a few weeks. And I'm yeah. assuming that they're talking about uh, season two. Yes, because he's at about the same time season mm-hmm. one came out. Yeah. We, we still haven't heard anything. We haven't seen a no. trailer. We haven't gotten a, an official release date. And Yeah, still editing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully something soon. Uh, can't wait for that uh, teaser trailer. Same. And again, uh, I think in our last news episode, I, 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 I am guessing, right? Not speculating. I have nothing to go off of, but I think February. And I don't even remember when the teaser came out for season one or the first trailer. So I'm just guessing February because it sounds nice. <laughs> and you know that's when our baby is due is mid February, and may- maybe I'll be off on bonding time, and I'll get to see it. <laughs> so we'll see. Will you name the uh, baby Allie with an I? With eye? an I? No. You know what? We're going with Johnny? a P name because all of my kids have P names. <laughs> uh, speaking of Johnny. Allie? Um, with an I? No, no, no. Oh. I. Now, uh, speaking with the the baby one, um, what was it? Did you see my post on Instagram about uh, Tom Hardy and his wife? Um, they're expecting. And there is this. Uh, this article it says that oh they are naming their kid after your favorite uh, movie character and then I was like oh congrats for baby Johnny Lawrence <laughs> oh I want a bouncing baby boy Bane yeah okay all right that's an interesting one sure <laughs> I gotcha <laughs> does Bane have a real name Bane it, that's it he doesn't have another alias I, I'm Just sure Bane. he does. No, it's it been like 25 matter. years since I read his origin. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, moving on. Um, Tom's a Batman fan, if anyone wanted to know. Uh, <laughs> so one of the other Amy's in our group, this one is Amy D. Uh, that's at Amy D 2416. Favorite Christmas song? The Night Santa Went Crazy by Weird Al Yankovic. Now, this is where the music geek in me has to raise his hand. Okay. Is it the album version, or oh. is it the extra gory version that you could only get on the CD single of, oh, what was it, Amish Paradise, if I remember right? Oh, there was gosh. an extra gory version of that song. No idea. But, you know, we you can ask them. That yes, be just in case you time. can't figure it out, I truly am a dork, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I like me some Weird Al, but I can tell you a lot of the songs that he's done. Uh, the, I, I remember one time, and I don't remember what song it was, but I was like, oh, how come he hasn't spoofed this one yet? And they're like, he did. <laughs> yeah. And they told me, like, the title. I was like, oh, all right, well, I guess I'll have to check it out sometime. You know, I remember when I was a kid, I read something that I thought was kind of funny, and it didn't really – I needed an extra 15 years for it to sink in. You know you're old when you listen to a Weird Al Yankovic album, and you don't know if what you're listening to is something that he wrote originally or if it's a parody. That's pretty awesome. It's so true. Yeah. 
Yeah, and some of his versions I like better than the original yeah, song. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. yep, that's always a thing. Uh, and also congrats to him because I believe recently he just got his Hollywood star. Finally. Un- unless it was uh, like something old that I just happened to see, but I-, I feel like I saw that somewhere. All right, moving on. Uh, the next one comes from at, I don't know, I- I'm assuming it's Polish Phenom instead of Polish Phenom. <laughs> um, being next year, which I-, I believe is actually this year, uh, is the 35th anniversary. Do you know how in-depth things will be? 4K Blu-ray, a book retrospective on all the films and series, board game, LOL. I know Sony has some plans, but I haven't heard any specifics. I know a little bit of something here. Um, I did find on a website that there will be a 4K Blu-ray version of the first Karate Kid movie. I did share that link in our group page. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember if there was a pre-order just yet, but that was the only one that was available. It was not a box set, and it did not have any other movies, or any of the sequels, rather, on the 4K Blu-ray. So only the first movie. So, you know what? If they were smart, what they would do? They would put the uh, rehearsal footage on that Blu-ray just so it can get a proper release. That would be pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. But you know what? You can stream it on YouTube, but I, I you get can, what you're saying. But, I mean, yes. if if they put it on Blu-ray, you could have commentary from uh, Daniel, not God, not Daniel LaRusso, but uh, Ralph, Ralph Macchio, Macchio and right. uh, William Zapka. Yeah, Wouldn't you love to hear cool. a commentary over that that footage by those guys? I, I Absolutely. Yeah, take absolutely. my money. Yeah, yep. So, uh, Sony, there's an idea for you. Just, you know. Throw us, you know, a few cents over here. Yeah, maybe some review copies of uh, season two. You know, we'll call it good. You know what, Tom? I like where your mind is going. (laughs) I am okay with that, too. Let's continue not making money off of this because I would rather have the merch. Yes, this is a passion project, folks. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Next one comes from at Jason D. Day. One of the intriguing aspects of season one was the consistently blurred line between who was the protagonist and antagonist. Will this theme be continuing into the subsequent seasons? To which Mr. Hurowitz said, absolutely. And you know what? I'm sorry. That wasn't a blurred line. We knew who the antagonist was. It was Daniel LaRusso because, you know what? (laughs) He's got it good. He's got it great in life, but it's not good enough for him. He has to keep meddling in other people's business because he doesn't know how to mind his own goddamn business. Look, Tom, just because you have a house in Encino doesn't mean good things happen in it. If the worst problem in my life is my little kid ordering a toy off of Amazon that he's not supposed to have, that's the very definition of first world problems, sir. Johnny's this just trying true. to get his car fixed and his dojo off the ground. Yeah, yeah. Pr- privilege. Yeah. yeah. I got you. All right. Uh, just so we can stop. I, I don't want any... Uh, Daniel apologist <laughs> to jump on you. Okay. We, yes, we there, unfortunately there have been, lost. There has him. been yes. some kickback about my pro Johnny stance. Yes, <laughs> we yes. might have lost a member in our group because of that. But um, apparently, he didn't know he was in a Cobra Kai group or something. I'm, I'm not sure, but uh, it, it. You know, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I I tried talking him off the the ledge twice on on two different occasions, and I was like. 
you're going to get people defending Cobra Kai because we're covering the show and there are fans of the show in our group. You can't be, you know be what? like the, the lone person I, you know, defending Cobra Kai. I'm just saying this as uh, a quote-unquote administrator of the group. I love the fact that we have differing points of views. I love the fact that it's all civil. It's all done in good humor. Uh, it is, it, yes. Yeah, I mean, come on. It's, you know, we're all having fun here. Yeah, but uh, and some people still take it a little bit serious, so it's it's unfortunate. But you guys, these are fictional people, and I have to keep reminding people that sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, Tom, all right, we'll continue. Okay. All right. Uh, next one comes from one of our listeners and members, Tim at TDB Brew. Out of all the characters that you have created throughout the years, which one was your most favorite to develop? Ooh. Hard to pick a favorite, but Neil Patrick Harris in Harold and Kumar comes to mind. I really enjoyed creating a fake persona of a real person whose public persona was constantly evolving as we were writing. And, you know, I, I've always really gotten a kick out of his... Yeah, I, mean, I guess you could say persona in those movies where you know it's n- nothing to do with the real NPH. Right, right. Like like, like the, the scene with him and his, uh, I don't know if he was boyfriend or already husband at that time, where they um, you know, kind of revealed that like they were faking the whole yes. like, being together kind of deal. Yeah, I really like that scene. Well, not only that, but when uh, a- after uh, Harold and Kumar first meet, Neil Patrick Harris and uh, they, they kind of get screwed over and they randomly mention it to two strangers. Those two strangers vehemently defend Neil Patrick Harris. I, I, I just love that. Wasn't it also in the first movie where MPH like borrowed Harold's car and mentioned something about stains or something? I, <laughs> yes. It, it's, it's been a while. It's been <laughs> yeah. about a while. And we, we definitely do need to cover those movies on the show. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Real quick, as an aside, we, we skipped one. The Aunt Evan UFC one, we, we, we skipped. Oh, okay. So going back up, at Aunt Evan's UFC. My favorite scene in season one was when Daniel put Guy on again, started Kata, and the movie score hit. Tears streamed down faster than YouTube, I can tell you. Any chance you could share how that scene was written on the page? This is an example of a scene that is almost identical on page as it was on the show, including close-ups and music. And you know what? That That's actually kind of cool. Because you always hear about how uh, the, the script often will differ from the final product. But this was a fairly important uh, uh, sequence in the entire series. And the fact that they had that in mind and they kept it exactly the same, I think is really awesome. Because that was when Daniel stopped being a little pissant, really. <laughs> uh, and Yeah, absolutely. I mean, clearly a lot of thought went into constructing that particular scene. So they thought it up, wrote it down, and filmed it as is. Mm-hmm. And that's great, you know. Um yeah, that's that was a great moment. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Bill Conti score is one of my one of my favorite scores. You know that and Alan Silvestri over at Back to the Future. Yeah, so. yeah. You can't have the '80s without that score at least partially through it. Yeah, and that's why we kept it as part of our intro as well. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Very beautiful. 
the next one comes from at Mori Ponce 12. Will there be more or less martial arts? I almost thought I said marital. Uh, less <laughs> martial arts scenes than in season one. More. Which, I mean, Ooh. come on. How awesome is that going to be? It's going to be very awesome. I mean, come on. John Kreese, I can only imagine what will happen. So, Have we seen a fully unleashed Kreese yet? No. I mean, I don't think no. we've really seen him in a, a true fight scene other than when uh, Miyagi kind of punked him out at the start of Karate Kid 2, have we? That's pretty much it. And a few disciplining techniques, you know, in the dojo in the first movie. But we haven't really seen him in a fight scene. Well, I mean, part three, but I'm trying to remember if there were actual, you know, was there blocking? Was there punches thrown or anything? You know, between Silver, well, he was going to fight and Silver says, no, 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 kind of misremembering it now. I think Chris does say, let me get this. You know, so he he got a little bit of fighting, you know, um, against Miyagi in part three. Interesting. Interesting. The next one comes from BZ Acone. Eight, I think. Uh, have you thought about bringing back Mike Barnes or Chosen? We think about all the characters in the Karate Kid universe. That doesn't mean we'll bring them all back, but everyone gets discussed. Oh, and hi, Bethany. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched Disaster Artist the other night. It's oh, still funny. Great movie. Great movie. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know who that is, and I should look into it more and... You know, maybe she's like a writer or something. I don't know. Uh, or, or maybe not. Maybe just uh, somebody that knows them. Next one comes from one of our favorite names and a newer follower of ours on Twitter. Thanks to Mr. Hurwitz there. At Crispy Kareem. Love that name. Love that name mm-hmm. so much. I still need to reach out to him now that I'm assuming it's a him. Uh, this this person, they follow us now. And so I, I should say, hey, by the way, if you haven't listened to our Q&As, we love your name. Um, the premiere of the first two I believe it was the first two episodes of Cobra Kai were shown right before the original Karate Kid in selected theaters will you be doing this again for Cobra Kai season two I don't believe so I've always felt that there should be a big screen binge of season one but I doubt that'll come together all right, and this uh, became a bit of a thread here uh, because one of our other listeners, Amy, uh, at Sabrina Obscura, she says, I feel confident that fans would happily make the pilgrimage to wherever this magical fantasy event might take place. Selfishly, that sounds like a fun event to have at the Plaza on Ponce. Less selfishly, an event like that at an Alamo would be awesome. I agree with you. And those lo- those locations... <laughs> And those locations sound good to me. Now, Alamo Draft House uh, does that all the time. I mean, uh, uh, and there's another chain, I can't remember it off the top of my head, uh, that will have like a lot of uh, different older movies re-released for like one day only in their theaters. I mean, I, I mean, if we can have Beetlejuice back in the theaters for one night... Why can't we have a five-hour binge of the first season of Cobra Kai? That would be pretty cool. And I know some of our uh, local theaters here, they do stuff like that too, you know, retro movies and what have you. Um, And I don't know if any theater has done like a complete binge of season one yet, but if they do, 
I want to say that Annalisa and I we talked about binging like all of that on theater mm-hmm. uh, se- season one, so we might have talked about it first. Just saying, just saying. Well, I mean, the great thing about that is not only are you going to be able to see it in you know the big screen, best sound quality available. But more importantly, you're going to be able to watch it in an auditorium filled with fans of the show. You know, oh yeah, that, that's going to be that would be great. That would be great. I, I'm going to actually. Um, I considered it, and I'm kind of leaning on yes. But I'm going to see if I can. I don't know. Reach out to some kind of lo- local business and see if we can get something going on. You know, like a little, mm-hmm. you know, meet up to watch season one. You know, getting close to the uh, season two release. Something. Um, may not happen, but I mean, it's just an idea at this point. Even if we can figure out a way to do it uh, online via social media, you know? Yeah, that's going to be a little tricky because, I mean, I- I'm sure everyone can set up all their thing on autoplay, you know, and hopefully that it just stays queued up. But mm-hmm. you- you're going to run into something where, you know, somebody's, you know, uh, episode isn't quite buffering and... I don't know. That sounds like a big headache when you're trying to have a lot of people synchronize, you know, the, the watches. Yeah. So, you know, we'll 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 think of something. I, but I like the idea of maybe doing something with our group, you know, I agree. if it's yeah. a yeah, yeah, a five hour watch. All right. Uh the next one comes from at the Eric Goldman. The two times I've watched season one were in one sitting. I don't always like to binge with no breaks like that, but Cobra Kai plays really well in that manner. Perhaps as an intermission or two, definitely time for bathroom and snack breaks. And you know what? I I think I mentioned that when we were talking about our favorite episodes where, I mean, we just kind of use the breaks between episodes as time to go to the bathroom, grab another beer, sit down and watch uh, the next episode. Yeah. You know, and um, there's something you and I that will be doing, um, you know, in the near future as well, where it will require us to be able to sync our episodes together and, you know, kind of do this as well. Uh, I, I'm being vague just in case. I don't want to give other podcasters ideas, possibly, you know. Mm. Um, but, yeah, you, you got to have an intermission. I like the idea of binging, but that's five hours. I mean. Again, life has a tendency to happen. It does. If if you've seen Liar Liar, you you got to take your breaks, right? Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's bad for your kidneys. And that <laughs> I learned from an EMT, right? The uh, am- ambulance drivers? or Is that yeah. what they are? Yep. Yeah. Okay. And that's pretty much the end of December 16th. So now we will get into his Q&A on January 12th. Um, all right. The first one comes from one of our listeners slash members at Cobra Kai Matt. Can't wait for a season two of Cobra Kai. Do you think Cobra Kai Season 2 will blast it out of the park in ratings this season from your perspective? Oh, I have no idea how many people will watch versus last year, although I hope the audience continues to grow. I, however, am confident that this season is as entertaining as last year, so people who enjoy the show will continue to. And you know what? I have no idea what it's like to be in charge of a project like what Mr. Horowitz and the other uh, producers are in charge of, not to mention the legacy of these characters. Having said that, as a podcaster, there are bigger things really than numbers. If you can put out a quality product 
that finds a hardcore audience that has your back all the way, to me, I would rather have a hundred of those type of people in my corner than a thousand casual listeners. That sounds like our show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I hope that people catch a whiff of like uh Sunset Creed coming back in season two and maybe more people will be on board with that. Perhaps start Cobra Kai season one and then watch part two as well, or season yeah. two rather. Yeah, absolutely. I as long I mean I this is again gonna sound stupid because I don't have you know any stake in this. I just want it to be the numbers to be good enough to continue to justify the presence of the show. If they can get the same acclaim that they had the first time around, if they can get the same numbers, awesome. I just want there to be a season three. Yeah, and and many more after that. Yes, because it's clear they have a beginning, middle, and end of that story. I want to see it all play out. Same. Yep, I have some money I can throw that way. <laughs> I, know, I was going to say, they, to see it play YouTube out. <laughs> Red has my money, or whatever they're calling it these days. Premium. But yes, I have subscribed, and I, I'm only subscribed for that. I, I've been taking some advantage of you know, streaming music uh, while my phone is on sleep. That's pretty cool to do. Um, but I have not looked into any other YouTube originals you know, since Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, let's face it, th- this is that platform's crown jewel it really really yeah. is yeah absolutely um so the next one comes from yours truly cobra kai pod which is me will we find out how mr miyagi ended up with all of those old vehicles peter do you really expect me to give away any spoilers <laughs> that no okay here's the cool thing about that not only did he call you by name Right, But the fact that he mentioned spoilers kind of makes me think that he is maybe listening to the show. Yeah, because I, I feel like that's, you know, kind of like your response to you know, other people that are asking questions. Yeah, you don't really want to know that. You want to see it unfold on the screen. And the yeah. fact that he said that kind of made me smile. I'm not going to lie. Oh yeah, he he has the little uh, smiling emoticon at the end there. Yeah, uh, yeah. that was pretty cool. A, a lot of people liked it. Most of which are you know our members in the group, and uh, I think Andy K was even like busted. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the two Amys gave me a really good ribbing. Uh, one of one of them, uh, Amy D, she took a screenshot of that, posted it in our group, and everybody everybody had a good chuckle of it. Um, I think it was Tim that was like, "Oh, our fearless leader!" Uh, you know, <laughs> they they gave me a pretty good. It, there's an entire post and thread uh, in our group that are pe- people giving me a hard time about this. Um, I did say I don't even know what I was thinking. You know, I hit sent and I was like, well, "Wait, I just yeah." So it didn't occur to me. It occurred to me until after I sent it. However. So I haven't told anybody this because I, I figured our listeners would check out this episode and I get to explain myself. The reason I asked that question is because recently my oldest son, the 18-year-old, came to visit. Uh, he has since left back to Vegas. And uh, we 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 watched all of the season one and also we watched Karate Kid. That was one of the questions he asked me during the movie. Where did Mr. Miyagi get all those cars? I, go, I don't know. All right. So this is the Michigan boy in me. This is just my headcanon. 
You've said this before, I feel. No, wait. No, go ahead. I never had this. This just popped in my head. All right. In my head, Mr. Miyagi was an auto worker. And auto workers, uh, for those of you who don't know, get employee discounts on brand new vehicles. Mr. Miyagi is a handy person. He knows how to upkeep things, whether it's a kitchen sink or a yellow convertible. I have a feeling that not only did he take advantage of his employee discount, but he maintained those cars so that they were always in pristine condition. That's just my headcanon. If I'm wrong, I'm willing to accept it, but I like the idea of Mr. Miyagi being an auto worker. All right. Well, we will see if we ever find out. If we ever find um, out, yes. If we ever find out, yes. So uh, that was a pretty fun uh, exchange there, a tweet and the post and all of that. Um, Amy asks... Well, just the fact that Mr. Hurwitz called you out on my thing. <laughs> I, yes. I, I wish you could see my smile, sir. Yeah, yeah. I wish you had seen mine. I, I, I was face palming my face and and all of these things. But uh, Amy S. She said that they were gonna give me shit for like, was it twenty four hours or something? But basically, they said that I was gonna hear it for like uh, a certain duration. And um, <laughs> well deserved. It, did, well deserved. Boy, did they oblige? Yes, yes. Um, and the thread is there in our group if anybody is interested. But uh, it was it was a lot of fun. I I had a good time uh, reading all those comments from people. Um, all right. Next one comes from at Phoenix thirty four thirteen. When will season two debut? Followed by a lot of question marks. Uh, yes, Mr. Hurowitz says. Official release date has not been announced yet, but I'd expect either April or May, which lines up with what he's been saying right around the same time as last year, you know, give or take a few weeks. Right, which was the the last Q&A uh, just a few questions ago, actually, uh, where he said, yeah, give or, give or take a few weeks or a couple of weeks, maybe. Um, all right. Uh, speaking of Amy S., uh, at Sabrina Obscura, we're clearly in the darkest timeline right now. What's your favorite pop culture distraction from this hellscape we're all trapped in? Mine is repeated viewings of Cobra Kai and Maisel. I watched and loved Maisel as well. Last night, my wife was out for a girl's night and ended up sitting at a table to the entire cast. I was jealous. Otherwise, I watch lots of stand-up. Top Chef, Billions, etc. So, Peter, uh... What is your favorite form of escape? Uh, I guess it'd have to be podcasting, um, you know, watching my movies, music, and listening to podcasts, I guess. You I know, just try I, to stay busy. I'm actually kind of, you know, I, I, I took a good, long, three-month hiatus from uh, editing and running a podcast. But now that uh, the itch is really in me, I'm really enjoying uh Editing, posting, hosting, all that stuff. Uh, beyond that, uh, as far as uh, specific shows, I've discovered a lot of stuff uh, on streaming services, and I'm amazed that I have not, until recently, come to love uh, an old show called Batman Brave and the Bold. Mm. Yeah, it, it, it is the most Batman thing of any Batman thing I've ever seen. That's the only way I, I, I can describe it. Out of all of that, all I heard was you like editing. 
So I will send you all of the episodes. Oh to edit no, no, now. no, no, no! I like editing <laughs> my show, sir. Okay, all right, fair <laughs> enough, I guess. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, well, look, look at this. The other Amy, Amy D at Amy D twenty four sixteen. If you could pick another sport for Johnny and Daniel for them to be great at, at it. Uh, any other characters you like to add? Feel free to. Hashtag Cobra Kai. I would love to watch them playing poker along with Crease, Armand, Zarkarian, Worm, Teddy KJB, and Mikey. Written by Brian Colpman and David Levin. That went over my head. Oh, okay. I got this immediately uh, because of the character names, but Rounders with uh, ah, Edward Norton, Matt Damon, Matt Damon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, David, I think it's Levy, and uh, he... I believe he is the writer of Rounders. Uh, Brian Koppelman, I feel, is one of the writers of Billions. I don't know why, but you want to know what I could see uh, Daniel and Johnny getting into? Is uh, High Lie. You're familiar with that, right? No. Uh, It is a fairly dangerous sport where uh, you you hold this uh, baton in your hand that is curled almost like a sigh, you catch okay. balls with it and you throw it, the ball with that uh, that uh, baton, and the speeds are just astronomical. And uh, it, it, it's, again, if you get hit with those balls, it's uh, really dangerous. I don't know why, but particularly Johnny, I could see having an interest in high lie. Okay. Sure, why not? But... Maybe a few years ago, I could see them picking up soccer. We saw it in well, uh, yeah, the yeah, first absolutely. Kid. You know, Daniel's got some moves. He can uh, dribble the ball on his feet. You know, so that's pretty good. Well, not dribble, but you know the the whole you know foot trick thing. Look, I I, I don't watch football or American soccer. Wait, is that right? Hold on, football is soccer, but soccer is also soccer. What football, football is is Soccer across soccer. the world. Yes. And then Football soccer is, soccer. is the uh, conical uh, ball being thrown across the gridiron in America. Look, all I watch is basketball. That's all I know. So, but I think everybody knows Meanwhile, what I'm talking about. Meanwhile, I am a grieving Detroit Red Ring fan. Sure. Uh, uh, that sounds like hockey. Uh, uh. We used to be great. We really okay. did. I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> Red Wings, sure. Hey, go Red Wings. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, p- perhaps you should become uh, the fan of the Islanders. No, no, no. Always, always Red Wings. And, and by the way, I, I sent you a link to uh, a highlight clip from uh, Jackass, just to kind of give you an idea of what I'm talking about. Okay, I will definitely check that out. So, the uh, next question comes from at Scott Little 20. How many seasons do you think you can make of Cobra Kai? I would love to see guys like Terry Silver, Mike Barnes, and Chosen come into it if it can work, plus all original Cobras. Could it happen? We have the ideas to make several seasons. Can't put an exact number on it, and anyone from the Karate Kid universe could come back if it fits in the story. Now, uh, Peter, here's my question. If you could pick one, one person from the Karate Kid movies to come back, who would it be and why? Bobby. 
Um, just because he is a great balance between Johnny and Daniel, and I would love to see where he's at now. And okay. also because we interviewed Sensei Ron Thomas. Honestly, I'm intrigued by Terry Silver, just because he seems to have a deep connection to not only the world of uh, karate tournaments throughout the country, but I I really want to explore his backstory with Kreese. Okay, see, not so you want it for more? Not, not to not to mention the fact that this again, Kreese is crazy. Or uh, no, no, uh, Terry Silver is cre- crazy. He's got a multi-million-dollar empire that he's willing to put on hold just so he can go after one random kid in the valley. Right. Well, and and also his um, sensei that he calls something else. Yes. Uh, uh, yes. Yes. Um, okay. I, I I see that. Uh, I I'm I'm gonna stick with Bobby just because it sounds like he was Bobby's conscience or Bobby was Johnny's conscience in the first movie, and um, just because again learning from Sensei Ron Thomas about that deleted scene in the first Karate Kid, you know, where he throws the bandana, or I think it was the bandana, or maybe it was his black belt. I, I, don't, I really don't remember. But he throws that, you know, on the ground in front of Kreese and walks off. I want to know what happened after that. So that, that'd that, be interesting to that me. That footage is got, it's got to be in the archives. It's got to be somewhere. Yeah. So, which, uh, something about, you know, said footages could come up. So, uh, uh, perhaps later on here. All right, next question comes from at 210 underscore ice. Here's my question. Can I get a Cobra Kai gi for my daughters? LOL. If gis aren't available at CobraKaiStore.com, I have a feeling they eventually will be. Now, have you gone to uh, the Cobra Kai store lately? Uh, not since it first uh, launched. They've really expanded their uh, their rollout. I- I'm really happy to see that there is a lot of Cobra Kai merchandise out there. Okay, I'll have to go back and check it out then. Um, yeah, because when I-, I looked through it the first time, I didn't see anything that really stood out that was too different. Uh, so yeah, so so you're saying they added more more stuff? They have. Plus, I mean, if you go to like a Hot Topic or a Kohl's or any of those quote unquote generic stores, you're starting to see a lot of Cobra Kai merchandise. To me, that's a great sign that this show is starting to kind of uh, permeate the the cultural zeitgeist. Right. I mean, if you're right. in Kohl's, you, you've made it. You really have. Oh, sure. And they do a lot of like those retro graphics and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, Mm -hmm. you know, from TV shows and movies. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'll keep an eye out uh, elsewhere just in case there's uh, other designs, you know, that uh, perhaps CobraKaiStore.com does not have. And we are not in any way paid by them, but we are pimping it out because it is the official store. So definitely give them a check out if you have not yet. Next one comes from at Andrew Ayala. Ayala, uh, 007, I heard a podcast with at Jason Biggs talking about the infamous pie scene, and I was literally in tears listening. Were you all able to keep it together when it was shot, or did you need many pies? I only wrote and directed American Reunion, but I laughed my ass off when I saw that scene in college. And uh, do you remember the first time you saw American Pie? 
Yes, because I, I, I very vividly do. <laughs> Came out in 1999, and my yes. oldest was not yet born, so I'm probably 16, maybe 15, the earliest. Okay, I want to say I was actually 21, maybe 22, and uh, I was working ungodly hours, finally had a chance to rent it from the local blockbuster, and it was one of those few movies that really genuinely lived up to the hype. Because at, at that time, there was a sore lacking of raunchy, tasteless comedies out there, and it definitely filled that void. And anymore, I, I, I think there's kind of that same need. And uh, movies like Blockers, you know, not to kiss ass too much, uh, they're definitely filling that niche. Mm-hmm. I did watch that. I enjoy me some Leslie Mann. So yes, yeah, Leslie Mann. I think is one of the great underrated uh, comedic talents of our age. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I brought this movie up at least twice on our show. This show specifically, but Leslie Mann was in How to Be Single. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also with uh, Vanessa Rubio. There you go. Little tie there. So, um. But yeah, I obviously remember the scene. I remember Nadia, who who could forget her, uh, and that's where we learned the word MILF. Yes. So. If nothing else, YouTube Red is appreciative of the word MILF. Premium. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was listening to uh, the episode of uh, Jake and Tom Conquer the World. Ah. Where, yes. Yes. Got it, got it. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, did you know this about me, but I used to work at Blockbuster? No, I did not know that. Oh, well, look at that. I, I worked at Blockbuster from the ages of 16 to 18. I enjoyed my five free movies every week, and I would get the new releases a week in advance. So I was always the go-to guy uh, in terms of recommendation. So I always thought that would be a great after-school job. Oh, it that's exactly what it was. I worked yeah. full-time, Yeah, went there right after school. Closed, went to bed, went went back to school. Yeah. Um, on that note, we're also talking about, you know, American Pie and all this stuff. Um, Mr. Hurwitz wrote and directed American Reunion. At the time, I did not know this, but the very first review I ever wrote in pre-podcasting was American Reunion. What did you say about it? Be honest. I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I said did too, that, yeah. Um, and I even tweeted at him one time that Amer- American Reunion is extremely underrated. This is like a few months ago, but I started up a WordPress page, and a couple of friends and I we were going to start writing, rev- uh, you know, movie reviews. American Reunion was my first one. I mentioned that, you know, in a time with all these remakes and reboots and stuff, I felt like it was kind of a fresh breath air. Mm-hmm. I, and I'm paraphrasing all of this. I, I don't know if the review review still up there. However, that WordPress page has never, uh, I never deleted it. What I instead did was created a new page, and that's where I uploaded all of our Cobra Kai episodes. And that's what I've been using when, you know, I said, hey, you know, check out our WordPress. You know, it's it's on, on that site. Mm-hmm. So what I'm getting at is before I started podcasting, my very first movie review, I wrote about American Reunion. I've become a podcaster. Now I am... Uh, reviewing Cobra Kai, which is created by the same guy who wrote and directed American Reunion. And he's Reunion. calling you Peter. And he's calling me Peter. Uh, <laughs> the, the world works in mysterious it ways. It does. Sir. It absolutely does. 
And this came um, like I had this revelation during you know reading the Q and A's that particular day. You know when it was going on, I was like, "Holy shit! I didn't even realize yeah. this." Better American Reunion was my, fr-, you know, so all of that. All right, the next question comes from at Jack Bauer twelve ten. Will the episodes of Cobra Kai season two focus on different characters' perspectives and come together at the finale? Season one finished in a way I didn't need to end. The format of the show will be similar to last year, but we do dig deeper into the perspectives of more characters than in season one. Ooh, I, I like love that. that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Um, I don't think we need to add anything to that. No. That's, that's um, a bit of a tease there, if I may say so. All right. Next one comes from at Saber Smirk. Will season two be more than 10 episodes, please? Sadly, it'll be 10 again. But the runtime is longer overall. And again, that's ooh, all I, I like needed that. to hear. That's all yeah. I needed to hear. It, I mean, it could pro- probably be a few. You know what? I wonder how does he know if they're still editing? <sighs> In her wits we trust. Okay, all right. I like that, too. It, it, that's got to be a tweet. Make it happen, Rick, 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 Rick. <laughs> the meme machine. <laughs> but you know what? I, I, I love the fact that it they're continuing the the tradition that is in this new media where each individual episode is as long as it needs to be. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, I think about uh, episode three, Escaletto, uh, the, the school dance scene, right? The Halloween mm-hmm. school dance. That episode is like, what, 22, 23 minutes, and you can't even tell. Like It goes by so quick, yeah. yet it feels just right. The story ends with Miguel getting jumped in the locker room, you know, um, and I think, I don't know, maybe we're just in shock of how it ended, and you don't even think about the runtime. Clearly, you're just like, all right, play next, play next. That's all you're thinking about. Well. Also, not to go off on a tangent, but there's been rumors that YouTube is going to be releasing Cobra Kai and other premium content for free, but it's going to have commercial interruption. That kind of makes me nervous because, I mean, when I hear uh, about programming that has commercial interruption, typically they write those breaks into the show. I don't want that because that typically hampers the storytelling aspect of it. Right. When, it kind of breaks it, the flow. They have to stick, yeah. yeah, they have to stick to a format. Whereas with the model they have now, each individual episode is as long and as paced as it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Nope. I agree with you. And yeah. that's a very good insight. Yeah. So it will be interesting. Um, we did talk about this on, I, I believe, on our last Q and A um, reaction episode, and it, it just sounds like it's an idea. I, I don't think the article said that that's what's gonna happen. I was under the impression that it can happen, so we will definitely mm-hmm. talk about it if uh, if it comes up, you know, as we do in these these episodes. Yeah, hopefully it doesn't, but we'll see. The next question comes from at Vito D'Amico, uh one. John, will you make a Cobra Kai movie? Anything's possible. I mean, this is a five-hour movie. It's just longer than Titanic. Well, here's the thing. What would you say if they save the finale for the theater? 
Would you want to see that? No, because then I'd have to plan to go watch it. Just kind of like the commercial break. If if I, you know what I mean. Like, what if it sold out when I'm on episode nine? Okay, go, but go if you can have a hell of a cliffhanger at the very end of Cobra Kai season twenty five, and it all concludes at a two hour long movie, wouldn't you love that? No, and people have a hard time just subscribing to the damn service as it is. Mm. <laughs> you are. We're not going to go there because <laughs> that's a terrible idea. <laughs> I see I, what you I, mean. I still like the idea of a, a finale being a genuine finale. It, it, that would make it feel like more of an event. I mean, it could just be an extended episode just like other shows. Breaking Bad had like, what wasn't it like a one hour finale, I believe? Oh, oh my God, I, look I, at actually, Lost. I think it was slightly an hour. Hmm? Look at the finale of Lost. They turned that into a genuine event. Even though nah. it got a lot of backlash. Still haven't seen it. And, you know, the way people talk about it, I don't know if I do want to see it. Unanswered questions, things that are still unclear at the end of the show. I mean, people love that show, but they hate the way it ended. And I don't know if I want to put myself through that. Again, in Hero Which We Trust. He has something to do with Lost? Okay, no, no, no. He had nothing to do with Lost. I'm just saying that if he took that route, or if... You know, the big three as a collective took that route, I should say. I would be on board because I have a feeling that they would make it worth it. All right. The more I hear in her, which we trust, I'm, I'm starting to think of like, I don't know if it's a coin or a dollar or some. Oh, that's a that's at least a Benjamin, sir. OK, I like that. Yeah, yeah. The, the new, you know. Uh, Benjamin Franklin discovered lightning. Lightning was used. One point twenty one gigawatts. Back to the future. Also, one of his favorite movies. It all comes back. It all comes back. It all ties together. The the next comes uh, from one of our newer listeners and member in our group, Brianna twenty five or at Brianna twenty five. Um, she asks the question I really want to ask is: Is Daniel going to dance in season two? But I know you can't answer that. So, inspired by our friend on Facebook who got me obsessed with finding it, what's the first movie Johnny watches? The one with the guns and dude with the bag on his face. Don't actually know. That was stock footage. We swapped it at last minute. Just wanted something violent. And you know what? Uh, who was it? Brianna25. I respect you. Because you know we don't want spoilers. We might ask for them, but we don't want them. You know, I feel that's a little shade at me here. What? What? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> Did you not hear that I said? Amy said that the you know there's going to be a certain duration, and now we're past that, Tom. Oh in no, this. no, no! I I have co-host uh, privilege. <laughs> uh, two days passed. Oh, all right, whatever. Okay, next one comes from at Murdoch Mandy, who is AKA Cobra Kai Mom Mandy. She says, any news on if or when, when behind the scenes or deleted scenes or even gag reels for season one will be released would be a great way to keep the fans talking while waiting for season two. There's a particular take of the No Mercy speech scene where Sholo could not get the backpack open that is still talked about. Not sure. We've talked to YouTube about gathering some of this stuff, but we don't have a timeline. And honestly, why they haven't released this stuff is beyond me. I mean, um, we know for a fact that they've ad-libbed a lot of stuff, and there's a lot of different takes. 
Yeah. I want to see that. I really want to see that. I want to see the stuff that um, uh, Vos Sanchez told yes. us about, you know, with the, the different takes with Owen, you know, who plays Bert, uh, that uh, the milk buying scene, <laughs> which uh, thanks again to um, Owen and his mom, Sarah, you know, for uh, sending us the video of Owen buying milk at, at a store too, <laughs> wishing us a happy holiday. So that was, uh, that was very funny. But still, I mean, it's out there. This is, I mean, it, it, it's free publicity. Why can't they just put that out there? Yeah, no idea. Your guess is just as good as mine. Um, but hey, in Herwitz we trust. Exactly. <laughs> okay. All right. Next one comes from Vic Digital. Will you be utilizing any old footage or alternate takes from previous movies again? Yes, we will. Oh, yeah. That right there is intriguing. Yes, I I like that. And um, that's actually what I was kind of alluding to earlier uh, in terms of like the alternate takes. So, uh, so good question, better answer. Mm -hmm. Next one comes from again, at Scott Little 20. Another question, John, did it take a lot to convince Ralph Macchio and William Zapka to come back into the Karate Kid roles? It had been a long time since the film. Did they love the idea right away, or did you have to convince them it would work? We knew Billy had a feeling he'd be into it. He was. We didn't know Ralph, and he took convincing. Once he sat down with us and he heard our plans, he liked what he heard. But it was a big move for him to take the leap and jump back into this world. We are so glad he did. As are we. Now, here's the thing. Can we imagine a world where one of those two didn't sign up for it? Do you think it would have worked, or do you think that uh, the showrunners would have just kind of scrapped it all? I think they would have scrapped it all. And, I do, too. Um, yeah. yeah, based on some of the context of uh, his answers previously um, and some of the other Q&As. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm under the impression it's either both of them or no go. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also for any of our uh, our new listeners, um, I was fortunate enough to attend the Rose City Comic Con where Mr. Zapka, uh, Mr. Macchio, and Mr. Cove, uh, Martin Cove, they um, uh, had a panel and they actually talked about this as well. So if you guys are interested in hearing that, check out the Rose City Comic Con episode uh, yes, on our feed. That yeah. was a great, great episode. Yes, uh, and also I, I recapped uh, my experience uh, experiences meeting each and one of them too. And uh, also, uh, if you want to listen to uh, the further back episodes in our archive, uh, I do have the uh, audio recording of uh, William Zapka's appearance at the Murder City Comic Con. Right, that's uh, that was himself, and I believe he touches on that as well. So, yes. um, you know, again, if if you have not been able to attend any of the Comic Cons. Motor City is there, and also Rose City. So we yep. at least have those we're, two. We're, we're trying to do it for you, folks. Yes. And I do have a recording uh, with two of our members who attended the Steel City, and I just need to edit that and put really? that out, too. Yeah. So there's no panels included there, but I have a couple young ladies that uh, shared their experiences uh, meeting with one William Zapka and others. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what? Everything I've heard about... Uh, Literally everybody associated with this franchise says that they're all class acts. They they're they're genuinely appreciative of the fans, and they're uh, uh, incredibly approachable. 
They are all charming as hell too. Yeah. Again, yeah. I refer to my uh, um, recap of, of meeting them. Uh, I, again, my first encounter with Mr. Zucker, a smile. Man, that smile got me. I'll tell you. Well, uh, the the very brief interaction I had with uh, Mr. Zapka when I asked him your question, and I'm not going to spoil it because, hey, I want people to go back and listen to the, the full episode. He had the perfect answer to your question. Yeah, and you got to uh, kind of just vaguely throw in that little, uh, hey, I do a podcast uh, on the show. Based on your show, yes, sir. Yeah, so there and we he are. seemed amazed at that. He really, really did. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, let's see here. The next one comes from again listener and member Tim at TDB Brew. Mister Hurwitz, Karate Kid movies have brought so many lines into our culture. What lines do you think from Cobra Kai will live on forever? That's the kind of thing that fans decide. Hard for me to know. I personally enjoy Kicks Get Chicks, and there's a line in Season 2, Episode 3, that I have a feeling fans will quote a lot, especially on the internet. So, uh, Peter, uh, are there any lines that you think are great from Season 1? I think there are a lot of great lines. No Um, mercy, bitch. No mercy, bitch comes to mind. But here's the thing. As much as I would like to throw some of them out... I want to keep them a little bit close to the chest right now, only right now, because I do would like to. Um, I would like to do an episode where we go over our favorite lines. All right. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll have you know our members uh, submit uh, as as well. So you know it'll be like I don't know top ten lines or something like that from season one. So more uh, again, more episodes and content are coming. Uh, we have the ideas. We just need the time to actually do them. But that that's why I, I don't want to go over some of them right now. But uh, this is more of a dialogue. But the the whole thing with like, I want meth and burrito with this money. That's what you do. You know, you can do whatever you want with it. That's That's one of my favorite lines right there. The next one comes from, actually, uh, uh, Tim gets to ask another question here. Congratulations on the Tomato Award. What will that do to help Cobra Kai Season 2? Hopefully, it gives the show added credibility to the masses. We don't have the kind of marketing budget and award pushes uh, some other shows have, so it's nice when the passion of critics and fans shine through. You you know what I take from this? I, I think he's... Saying, hey guys, you guys need to do a companion award show, uh, so so we can get more awards. That's uh, you know what I, I think we will do that around um, the is it the Emmys that's coming up? Yeah, because we just had the Golden Globes, so maybe we can uh, have our own members submit categories and nominations. You know, and guess what? Everybody's gonna be a winner. Well, here's the thing that I really hope they continue with season two is the uh, the viral marketing campaign. Uh, because do you remember the stuff that they did for season one with like uh, the the number that you would call to book a reservation so you can get a, a an appointment with Cobra Kai do- Dojo? Yeah. Um, also, there was the uh, the license plate, right? The, the website, well, not, not, all that not, stuff. No, not not license plate. You know what? I might be thinking of a different. That might be Back to the Future. Mm. Well, yeah, there's the there's also an email, Johnny's uh, uh, Hotmail email, 
that was also a thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, you're right. Um, I really enjoyed some of the marketing stuff. And the last time this came up, didn't we also check on that number and it was no longer working? I don't think so, no. Yeah, because I think a somebody tweeted or maybe it was a listener of ours asked about it. I, that's right. They did ask about it because it, it came up in, in our group uh, again. And I think somebody, you know, might have been used. Somebody said, hey, here's a number. And I don't think it was working. But you, you would think that's a number they'd keep. And maybe this time we could increase, you know, answering the call or something. But who knows? Hey, it, it still may happen. Yeah. Next one comes from at switch 842. Would you ever consider doing more con appearances? Getting to meet the cast is great, but I would always love to be able to hear from the creators. I'm sure Healed Rules, Mick Slashberg, and I will do more convention appearances. Just need to find the time, hopefully something in the coming months. Yeah, I, I hear Portland is a very nice city. Just throwing it out. Just throwing it out. And, uh, you know, Detroit is right next to Canada. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. This, this is true. <laughs> that That is correct. <laughs> Portland's not too far from Canada, about five hours, you know. Uh, and speaking of uh, convention questions, uh, this is an interesting one, uh, at least to me. The next question? Yes. All right. At Beehawks Fan, are you coming to C2E2 or is it just Ralph and William? I'm looking forward to meeting them. Uh, all, uh, Mr. Hurwitz said was, don't know yet, but C2E2 is actually a huge, huge comic book and, uh, pop culture convention in Chicago. Uh, I've been to it a couple times. It's probably my, uh, favorite con that I've been to. And, uh, if there's ever been a place that, uh, Cobra Kai would fit into like a glove, it's C2E2. Okay, and I I don't know if it's been confirmed, but according to this person, it sounds like you know Mr. Machio and Zapka are both going to be there. Yeah. So yeah, um, you know they would probably know better than us. And we have some people um, in our group that are from the Illinois area, so maybe they can uh, attest to it too. Actually, n- now that I think about it, I believe I did see something like that because. Uh, one of our uh, other moderators in the group, um, um, Michael, who's host of Sweep the Leg, I, I think I tagged him in something like that. And I said, hey, you better start saving your money. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because, again, he's a huge fan. Um, so there you go. A uh, bit of a confirmation, I, I suppose, or maybe just something that we just kind of forgot to mention that uh, has already been confirmed. Um, and so Mr. Hurwitz and company are... Um, at this point, unsure. So hopefully they can make some uh, appearances. I know not too long ago they were at the uh, New York Comic Con. Next one comes from Amy D2416, one of the two Amy's. You know, is how do you pluralize, 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 pluralize Amy? You can't say Amy, right? That's more like singular. So I think Amy's. Amy's. Oh, Amy squared. Uh, this one, she says, any feedback or shared ideas you can share with us after the visit with Robert Mark Kamen with us? Robert has been a huge fan of the show from the moment he first saw the trailer. He is such a gifted writer, and he was able to tell from two minutes of material that he was going to love what we did. He's become a friend and a mentor since and has shared his karate expertise. 
We love him. You know what? And and here's the thing. I I, I like that it's vague, but it's positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for a second, like I was like, the first trailer. Season two? What? No. And I had to think about it. I was like, oh, it was probably from the first mm-hmm. season. Yeah. Um, all right. The next one comes from Cobra Kai mom, Sarah, at Sarah Morgan 616 Are you missing being on set as much as Owen, who plays Bert? I still get my Cobra Kai fix every day in the editing room, but now I also get to see my family. I'm happy where I am. And you know what? Good for him. Honestly, Absolutely. seriously. Yeah. And from what we've gathered over, you know, the the, you know, previous months here that he has a very supportive family. Mm-hmm. So, um and it's always nice to be around the ones you loved, obviously. Next one comes from one of our listeners and members. At AC Patterson 975, a lot of people have compared Samantha LaRusso to Allie with an I Mills. Do you think that this is a fair comparison? Why or why not? Uh, before you answer that, I posted uh, something on, I don't know if I put it on Twitter, but definitely on Instagram, which, by the way, if you have Instagram, definitely give us a follow because that's where I definitely post like the memes and graphics that I make. But I did do a bit of a comparison an image of Allie with an eye wearing like a, um, you know, like a V-neck uh, vest, you know, with a some sort of collared shirt underneath. And also an image of Samantha wearing something very similar. So I'm not saying that this is what kind of sparked this uh, question, but it's kind of related. All right. Uh, and Mr. Hurwitz said, Samantha is her own character. Sure. She has some similarities to Allie, but in so many ways, she is different. I saw this interaction, and I jumped in myself, and I say, would you say different but same? That was almost my answer. And then Rick, 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 he saw this and says, "Uh uh-oh, you guys are starting to complete (laughs) each other's sentences. To which uh, Mandy Murdoch says, Cobra Kai pod does always say that John Hurwitz is his spirit animal. Uh, people know us so well. Oh, yeah. Shout out to uh, everybody in that thread who's in our group. Um, all right. Next one comes from uh, at uh, Murdoch Mandy, a.k.a. Cobra Kai Mom Mandy. Will we ever get to hear you at Healed Rules and or MC Schlossberg, a.k.a. The Big Three, in a Cobra Kai Companion podcast? Perhaps. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Maybe. Maybe it'd be cool. No. Not no. getting my hopes up. Allegedly. It'd be cool. All right. Next one comes from AC Patterson 975. While watching Cobra Kai, whenever Johnny was teaching students, I couldn't help but think of Tyler Durden from Fight Club. Did you base any of the adult version of Johnny's character off of Durden? We did not, but I love Fight Club. Did you see any similarities there, Tom, um, watching the show? I can see similarities in that both Tyler Durden and Johnny Lawrence are oblivious to their own stupidity, but that's about it. Hmm. It's very interesting. I didn't get that sense, um, but, you know, it is very interesting, and... uh 
I I still need that side by side there, Andrew.、Uh, he did post a question one time in our group asking if anybody else thought that、um, Hannah Keppel, who plays Moon, kind of resembles a young Brooke Shields. I think that's who he said she looked like. I thought but, so.、Um, do you think so? Maybe.、Eh, I need a side by side, but I don't I don't see it. All right. Next one comes from at Nicholas Paul. Lol. Thanks for introducing me to that rock band Airborne. For me, they're super awesome and made the fight scenes much more badass. Will you be introducing more music like you featured Airborne? Need more music to listen to. Season two music will be just as awesome as season one. That I can promise. Do you think we'll get like? A careless whisper or something like that. Oh no, 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 <laughs> no! <laughs> I, I kind of want that. No, careless whisper is not, not badass. I think it is. That saxophone. Na 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 na. Yeah, you sleep on that, sir. Uh, tonight the music feels <laughs> no okay. All right, next one comes from at Jack Bauer twelve ten. Sorry if this has been asked, but will Cobra Kai be released on DVD or Blu-ray? Would love to own it. Many thanks. No current plans for a DVD or Blu-ray release. Like you, I definitely think there should be one. Now we we we've talked about this before. I can. Understand YouTube's desire to make this an exclusive feature to their service, but even Netflix releases their shows on physical media.、Mm-hmm. They do. Yeah, I mean this. I mean to me, just seems like an incentive for those who might not want to subscribe to watch the show via other means. Yeah, nope. I completely agree because again, like I'm not using my my subscription for really anything else except for Cobra Kai.、Mm-hmm. And so, like one time, I kind of did the math for as much as I've been paying for almost a year.、Um, and I'm like, oh, that's how much I'm paying like to keep each episode essentially.、Mm-hmm. And you know, to me, it's worth it. But you know, for someone like me, having worked at Blockbuster, collecting movies. I want the physical copy.、Mm-hmm. Uh, copy. Absolutely, yeah. And I want I want an official copy, not the ones that are floating around in the、uh, the dark webs there that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. The next question comes from AC Patterson nine seven five. Prior to the release of the show, Karate Kid fans have wondered for years whether or not Daniel and Johnny became friends after the tournament. How cool does it feel for you, Josh and Hayden, to be the ones to finally answer that question? It feels surreal and awesome. That is pretty cool. You it, know, it, I always it, it does, but I mean, I would also, I mean, again, these people are、uh, probably better suited than I am because I would feel just the gravity of responsibility. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I, I got、gotcha. you. You. It's a pretty big property, you know.、Mm-hmm. It's、um, a lot of the things in the franchise are very iconic: the bonsai tree, the the Miyagi's techniques, and and all of this. 
and to kind of be the one, you know, steering the wheel of what is to come, you know, it's it's a lot of pressure, and mm-hmm. they seem to be mm-hmm. handling everything, you know, just well. So it is kind of cool that you know they are able to answer this question because I, you know, and I always reference like Back to the Future, and um, I'm sure many people think like, well, what now? The DeLorean is smashed to smithereens. What happened to Doc and Clara and Jules and Vern? Did they ever come back on the train? Like, what happened? And just, I can only imagine, you know, if I were ever, you know, kind of given the keys to the franchise, how would I answer that? And would, you know, the fans be okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, with my decision. So, yeah. So that's, um, that is pretty cool. Surreal and awesome, just like he says. Andrew continues, who is at AC Patterson975. Who was a worse bully, Biff Tannen or Scott Farkas? Both are brutal. Scott felt more evil. Biff was a bigger dumbass. All right. I want your opinion before I uh, I uh, kind of uh, drop my opinion. But uh, you're the bigger Back to the Future fan. I'm a- really I? curious. <laughs> oh, by far. I want to know your opinion. On the question. Yes. Okay, again, um, A Christmas Story is not a movie I grew up with. Uh, so the Scott Farkas thing, I don't have an opinion on that character. Biff Tannen did something in a car with Lorraine in the parking lot at the Enchantment Under the Sea yeah. Dance. You know, so you take yeah. that into account. You know, dumbass or not, he, you know, attempted a sexual assault um, on a young lady. Uh, also, I, I, I don't want to get into too much details, but the actor that plays Scott, um, I almost had on, had him on my show and our interaction, I, I ended up not responding back to him because of the way he spoke to me. Mm. Um, Mm. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. So I, I feel like anything I say about the character might be influenced on how I feel about the actor. All right, so not having that experience, I can say that both of those characters were written to be kind of stereotypes where, I mean, Biff Tannen was mean, he was a jerk, but I think you could easily outsmart him, whereas Scott Farkas kind of felt like almost the absolute worst of the worst, where there was no reasoning with that character. I mean, no matter what you did with Scott Farkas, you were going to walk out with a black eye. Whereas Biff Tannen, you could show him a, 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 a shiny trinket and, you know, distract him. I see what you mean, but it's really hard to kind of dismiss what happens in alternate 1985 also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's you know, fair. That's where, fair. You know, and um, it was him that was behind the murder of George McFly. And he, you know, if it wasn't for Doc saving Marty, he probably could have shot Marty too. You know, so um, I I don't like saying apples and oranges in this uh, scenario. But just the fact that, you know, Biff is older and there's, you know... Two mo- well, three movies with Biff, but really, you know, I'm just thinking of the first two movies. Mm-hmm. And Scott, again, didn't grow up with the guy. He's got the one movie, and, and it's he was a teenager. 
mm-hmm. a younger teenager at that. But I agree, Biff was a bigger dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that that's just kind of hard for me to ask. But um, I would say, but to answer the question, I would say Biff is the the worst bully because it came down to life and death. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, next one comes from Rick, 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 (laughs) at rjersey underscore devil. I notice my Alexa lights up when it hears the scene where Anthony Jr. orders a PlayStation Vita. Did you have to do something technical to ensure Alexa's everywhere weren't ordering PlayStations and drones? (laughs) Luckily, it's not as easy to order stuff on Alexa as we make it out on the show. Now, here's the funny thing. Uh, this is not the first show that has had that problem. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, South Park specifically made jokes to where they were saying things on their broadcast to where everybody who was watching the show that also owned an Alexa was all ordering, like, big bags of whatnot. Okay. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Oh, yeah. I um. Yeah, that is really interesting. Another thing that's kind of you know really sticking out here. Uh, Rick says Anthony Junior. Yeah, who's believe... Anthony Senior? Right. Who's Anthony Senior? And also, I keep forgetting to ask. Isn't he also referred to as Antonio in the show? Right. So I need to ask about that too. Like hmm. you know, Anthony and Antonio. Because everyone keeps calling him Anthony, but I feel Antonio is also in the show, isn't it? I uh, I, I think so. I mean, I just rewatched the the whole show with my son, but um, you know, I, I am getting old, so my memory's not what it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> the next question comes from at Brianna twenty five. Obviously, you knew you had something special when you started down this path with bringing the Karate Kid franchise back. But did you expect it to take off the way it has? How do you feel about the fandom that sprung up around it and how quickly it's growing? I've been a passionate Credit Kid fan for my entire life and I knew I wasn't alone. I'm grateful we've had this opportunity to continue the story and I'm thrilled that fans have embraced our show and us so warmly. That's awesome. I love how he included and us because... He recognizes that, you know, the people are reaching out. Well, yeah, because, I mean, when you think about it, I mean, looking back on it, it, it's a chance they took. They could have been completely, completely lambasted by the fan base. I mean, we've we've seen various reboots that have been embraced by the existing fans, and we've also seen... Uh, reboots that were completely rejected. So, I mean, that was a ballsy move when you think about it. Now, um, you did join me on my show, and we did a review of the new Halloween movie. Mm -hmm. I know it was just a few months ago, but what were your thoughts on that one? Did you like it? I did, yeah. Okay, all right, because that in itself was a bold move in incorporating like the jokes that they did. Mm Mm-hmm. One, I, I'm sure there are people out there that like, I, I hate this. You know, it should, there shouldn't be funny moments like this in the movie. But I thought it was a great balance. So um, 
I'm sure there are people that may. Oh, actually, we've seen some tweets and even comments uh, in the Q and As where uh, some people, you know, aren't fans of uh, of the humor. Um, and it was a risk they took, and you know, there is a huge fan base out there that love it. Mm. Yes, yes. The next one comes from at Jeremy Sher. Will Freddie be making an appearance in season two? And for, for those that you know, kind of forgot, Freddie Fernandez, uh, he is the one who uh, Daniel accidentally hits with the door by doing a karate kick. And um, I love his line. Hey, what was that? Karate? You know, that, that was the line. And uh, I, uh, Tom, I don't think you were on that interview, but that was with uh, Israel Warbe. Um, so that interview is up if anyone wants to hear about what, uh, quote unquote, Freddie has been up to. <laughs> So, uh, Mr. Hurwitz replied, I can't give spoilers, Jeremy. You should know better. Ah, I'm glad I wasn't the only one. <laughs> are, are we starting to infiltrate his his answers? I, possibly. Possibly. You know, who, who knows? If he starts making more uh, Back to the Future references, then just maybe. <laughs> just maybe. <laughs> now, and a Batman reference. That was only revealed on this episode, but yes, once he's incorporating Batman. Now, if he, uh, if I, you know, have a brain fart and ask him a spoilery question again, if he tells me to, you know, make like a tree and you know get out of here, then then I'll know for sure. (laughs) I almost said leave. Then you know, you sound like a damn fool when you say it wrong. That's from part two. Um, All right. Next one comes from. Oh, I remember this. uh, This Twitter name is pretty pretty badass. At Gulf War Vets Rule, with the success of the first Cobra Kai, do you think you will need to do any advertising? Will you be bringing back any other members of the original Cobra Kai, like Bobby? Look at that, Bobby. (laughs) Advertising is crucial, no matter how successful the show is. As for who we might bring back, never, never reveal spoilers. Mm Mm-hmm. Look at you adding an extra never in there. Um, you know, I don't want to pimp out this show, but there is a Netflix show that I have covered before um, over at TV My Brain. For those that have been listening to us for a while, know that's where we started the Cobra Kai um, uh, reviews. But this, this said show uh, apparently came back for a season two, and I heard nothing about a season two. <laughs> so I had wondered... If, you know, it never got picked up, it got canceled after season one. But uh, recently, you know, the the podcaster who, um, you know, was my co-host on that review was like, hey, are we doing season two? I was like, what? They came out with a season two? I I, I saw like nothing for it. Um, But there is like a trailer, but I haven't seen it anywhere else. So, you know, to what they're saying about advertising, you know, mm. it doesn't matter how successful. And, and definitely got to advertise. I, I really want them to do the viral marketing. I loved that about the first season. That would be great. And Mr. Her was just throwing it out. I would be happy to stand, you know, on the corner and, you know, spin a sign saying Cobra Kai <laughs> season two, you know, with the release date. Maybe I'll show off my bits. You know, I got you. Next one comes from Cobra Kai Mom Mandy at Murdoch Mandy. Can you settle a debate for us? Cobra Kai, comedy or drama? Both. And you know Dramedy. what? I, I, yeah. It, yeah. It really is both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. 
And I, again, I am curious. I didn't look it up, but I would like to see the uh, Golden Tomato Awards. Like, um, I, I don't, I don't know if they release like other nominees, you know, for said category, or do they just go in and there and select, you know, shows and uh, movies and things of that nature to, you know, put in these categories? Because yeah, I, I, I didn't. I should have looked, but I didn't see what was um, what won for comedy. You know, I'm mm-hmm. sure it was a show that was you know worthy of it. And they're like, you know what, we love Cobra Kai just as much. Let's give it drama because it's got both in it. I agree. Mm-hmm. And honestly, uh, is it me or is drama the uh, more prestigious of the two categories? That it yeah. is not you. I I agree. I mm-hmm. agree with that absolutely. Um, but you know, it, it, it's I that I would imagine that is very difficult to write both, right? We've talked about casting comedians in dramatic roles because of you know the emotions that they can evoke in a a viewer. But yeah, I'm a fan of both genres. Mm-hmm. Those actually are my two favorite genres: comedy and drama. Yeah. The next one comes from at J Wallazer Jr. John. Do you have a personal favorite scene from the Karate Kid? And this is where, you know, I, I, I wish you could see my fingers crossing, but this is where Mr. Hurowitz and I were like this. Are, are you doing like the two fingers apart? Like, no, you know, we're, no. We're very far apart? No, no, no. We're no? very oh. close. Is that? Mm, okay. My two favorite scenes are the moment Daniel learns why he was doing all those chores and the drunk Miyagi scene. To me, that is... Yeah. Yeah. Because it not only encapsulates... I mean, it, it, it really is all about Miyagi. The older I get, the more I realize the original Karate Kid is Miyagi's story. Because it, it shows why he was making Daniel do what he did... And the drunk Miyagi scene shows that he almost had a child. He almost got to raise that child. He couldn't. And so Daniel was his surrogate. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's very unfortunate that I was so young um, growing up with this movie because those things I didn't really get until I was a little bit older. Same here. Yeah. Yeah, I often imagine like how it would have been to have been old enough to be in that moment and get that realization, you know, that Daniel had that, wow, I he has been training me this entire time. Mm-hmm. It's a great moment. Thinking about it still gives me chills. Uh, the drunk Miyagi scene, it, that's an iconic scene because we get backstory. We get an understanding of perhaps why Mr. Miyagi is, you know, has taken Daniel you know, under his wings to, you know, teach him and train him. And not only that, but just that relationship maybe is because, you know, he never had that son and and Daniel is that chance. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Daniel is the the legacy of Mr. Miyagi. He really, really is. Right. And also that scene, it showed the world who at that time, who only knew Pat Morita as a comedian that he can do drama, you know? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. That's a a heartbreaking scene, and that may have been what they submitted to the Academy to get him his nomination. Well, especially, uh, did the studio want to cut that scene? I don't remember anything like that, but I'd hope not. I mean, that's a pretty damn amazing iconic scene. Yeah, it ties everything together. You know, whoever had that idea should have been fired. (laughs) But, uh... Yeah, I I don't remember hearing that, but if anybody can find an article or something, please share it in our group. Absolutely, or, yeah. You know, yeah, mention us in a tweet. You know, we'll retweet it. I I would love to read on that, uh, just because I, uh, unless they thought that, oh, you know what, for pacing issues, uh, maybe let's not give that Miyagi backstory. And I'm sure somebody fought for it. It's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like this, is, we we have to keep it. So mm-hmm. it it's central. It, it ties again. It is you can't have that same movie without that scene. No, no, not no. at all. I mean, uh, again, it'd be like, well, what was it between the two? You know that what was it about Daniel that made him, mm-hmm. you know, latch on and stuff like that? I we still often think about again. You know, I make these comparisons to Back to the Future, Doc and Marty. Well, guess what? If you want to know how they met and how they became friends, you have to get the first issue of the comic book, which I own like most of them but that's where you find it i'm not gonna reveal it to you if you want to find out look it up yourself uh, but it does explain it and eh, it makes sense it's not the way i would have done it but hey i'm okay <laughs> with it <laughs> all right uh, the next one comes from uh oh by the way one last thing and i'll i'll move on um i don't know when uh i'll release it but I did spend, I don't know, about 18 minutes with my oldest son before he left to Vegas about his thoughts on the first Karate Kid and Cobra Kai. Oh, awesome. Yeah, so we did record that. Um, it was kind of a last-minute thing where he's like, hey, leaving leaving in a couple of days, if you want to record something for that, you know, you know, the show and the movie, I'd be happy to. I go... Oh well, well, damn! I, you know, it, it was like the same night that I was going to be taking him home, like in half an hour. So we knocked out as much as we could. It was me just kind of like questioning him: What were your thoughts on this? What were your thoughts on that? I would have wished to have an actual conversation, kind of like a podcast. So, mm-hmm. uh, but episode soon come. Next one comes from at Amy D twenty four sixteen. After the strong show of celebration and representation at the Golden Globes for the media and how much Cobra Kai series has shown that as well, how do you feel Cobra Kai adds to that importance of representation and how it will continue to do so? What a thought-out question. Yeah. Portraying our diverse world has been important in my entire career. Cobra Kai is a continuation of that same approach we've always had and we continue to have going forward. Here's where I feel bad as a white, Anglo, heterosexual, just waspy guy. It didn't occur to me. It really didn't occur to me. To me, these were just characters. I didn't uh, look at it as, okay, here's... There's a person who's representing that culture. Here's the person that's representing this culture. To me, they, they, they were just characters. I, I honestly don't know if that makes me bad or if that's good. But this is me being honest. I just approach them as characters. No, I don't believe that that's bad on your okay. part. That you did okay. not notice that. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, the next one comes from at Andy Gruse. Okay. 
Since you brought it up, there's an incredible piece of music that is not on the album, and I can't find it anywhere. It's when Johnny gets Cobra Kai back in the tournament and Miguel comes back from his date. It ends the All Valley episode. What is it? We love that piece. I'm forgetting what it's called. Uh, Healed Rules or McSloshberg. Do you know? And Rick chimes in, So Strong by Richard Myhill. Healed Rules uh, chimes in, I think the editor of the episode may have dug out of bin of underappreciated 80s tracks. Gonna have to do a bit more digging in the files to figure it out, but it's a good one. I chime in, editors pick songs too. How are songs chosen for certain scenes? Mr. Hurwitz says, some songs are scripted, others are submitted by the music supervisors. Editors put music in when submitting their first editor's cut. Uh, Some editors have fantastic instincts with music, others the opposite. We've had some good ones on Cobra Kai. I meant to add that many editors also have their own bins of music they use, unrelated to the music supervisor. Lots of great stuff comes from that. And I love this entire thread because I eat this stuff up. The behind the scenes, the technical stuff. That's why I talk about stuff like that on my podcast, when I can anyway. I mean, I don't always know. But um, just to give a shout out to one of my favorite podcasts, the Cutaways Podcast. Uh, Friends of my show, they are two women in L.A., who are editors, film editors. Um, and uh, I, on their show, they get into some of those technical aspects in you know, cutting up film and stuff like that as they review a movie. And it's, it's stuff that I love. So uh, I do appreciate this, uh, this question that gave us all these interesting tidbits. Mm-hmm. Um, again, uh, whenever I think of music in relation to, or at least to popular music, in relation to film and television, I always think of Martin Scorsese. It seems like he thinks of entire sequences that he builds around one song. And so just this uh, this insight really, to me, I, I, I think is really, really cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, it makes me even think about Tarantino. You know, yeah, with his music yeah, selection. absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, love this thread. Um, uh, the next one comes from at Red's fan zero seven eight. How great was it to work with Martin Cove? An absolute pleasure. Martin Cove is passionate about acting and the art of filmmaking in general. He's got the whole sensei crease thing down. And, uh, just from the brief interaction, uh, that you and I had with him, I mean, this is a guy that loves, loves, loves storytelling. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he loves characters. <laughs> he loves the whole process of putting stories out there for audiences. It it was one of our easiest interviews oh, because yeah. we didn't have to ask him a damn thing. All the questions we had written or typed up, he answered as he was telling his stories. And so uh, it, it it seemed like it was my questions, too, that kept on getting answered in his stories. Honestly, I, the, that entire interview, I, I felt like I was just holding my chin in my hands. And I, I felt like, oh, tell me more, Mr. Cove. This is 
this is great. Tell me more. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, same. Uh, and I still think back to that one point. He <laughs> he called me out for, for sounding like I just read that off of a sheet. I'm like, well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. One of the best interviews I've ever had. Just because, I mean, this is a guy that has been in some just, I mean, touchstone films of multiple generations. He is hobnobbed with some of the biggest names out there, but he's so, so down to earth. Oh, and yeah. I mean, the fact that, I mean, I remember when he was talking about Steven and George and the geek part of my brain <laughs> realized, oh my God, he's talking casually about Steven Spielberg and George Lucas. Hold it together, Tom. Hold it, yeah. good. Hold it together. Pretty crazy. Yeah. And his story about um, playing tennis with uh, Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Still one of my favorites. The fact that yeah. he uh, was talking about the fact that he and Tarantino love making making movies. I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. Martin yeah. Cove's the man. Yeah. Check out that episode. Yes. It was a joy to, uh, I don't know, if talking is, I mean, I'm using that word loosely because it was more like listening. To yes. Talk, yes, yeah. it really was. <laughs> yeah. Tell so, me more, Mr. Cove. Yeah. And, and also one of my favorite uh, intros. Yes. You know, um, yeah, because he he went, you know, snapped into character and just just gave it to us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just the cadence of his voice, the tone of his voice, just changed in an instant. It was amazing. Yeah, and it was one of those things that you know, uh, if it was like uh, something he was being filmed for, like I almost said cut, but he kept on going. Yeah, it, and I it's mean, one of those things. Honestly, yeah. this is the one time that I've ever spoken to anybody, and whether. They were a, a, a writer, a filmmaker, an actor, anything like that. It's like, okay, I can see why he gets hired because he's earned it. He's got the craft. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is almost all of the Q&As. There's actually one that I skipped um, Oh, by mistake. Yeah, I'll go ahead and read them both. I'm going to try to do my best Tom doing his <laughs> best Hurwitz. <laughs> uh, but it, the, the funny thing is, it's actually a question that I asked. <laughs> so I, I, I accidentally skipped one of my own questions. So at Cobra Kai Pod, the shot of Johnny and Daniel facing off seconds before the crane kick is no doubt an iconic shot. Is there another shot that you think is perfect or just one that you love? And he says... <clears throat> I love the long wonder at the start of the All Valley. Oh my God, is that what you think I sound like? I, I, I don't know. It, <laughs> let, let me finish. Let me finish. Awesome how much ground it covers. <laughs> Look, I'm not an actor. I don't pretend to be one. That's why I offered to be like a background homeless guy on Cobra Kai. <laughs> but um, I mean, if if I just ruined a shot, I'd come on the show. I'm just kidding. I do a good job but you know it's late and i'm just throwing it out to be funny um that's a great shot now tom i don't know if you remember this but we actually talked about that very shot on uh, the review of the first Cardi kid movie yes yes we did yeah so um yeah that is a really cool shot and i remember for that review that stuck out i'm like holy cow this is just one trekking shot it's amazing but yeah it, it does cover a lot of ground mm. so um if anyone completely missed that before go back and check that uh that shot out yes, you know uh, it's just mr alvidson knew what he was doing he really really did 
Yeah, you know, I think he deserved like an Oscar or something. Yeah. You know? He, At least a, a thumbs up, pat on the back. Hey, good job, Mr. Yeah. Elvitton. Yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, so that is it. That is definitely the last of them all. Um, again, thank you to Mr. Hurwitz for taking the time oh, to yeah, answer everybody's that, questions. I mean, seriously, Mr. Uh, Mr. Approachable, he really, really is. You're giving him a new nickname here? <laughs> Mr. Approachable? Hashtag Mr. Approachable. Yes, sir. And John Hurwitz, we trust. Yeah. Okay. This is where I'm, I, this is where I'm counting on our Facebook group and our listeners. I want to see hashtag and Hurwitz, we trust. Hashtag Mr. Approachable for the next Q&A session. If you can do that, you're going to make me smile so much. And you know what else they could do? Please consider leaving us a review on yes. our podcast. That really help out the show. Um, you know, with season two coming around the corner here, I would imagine there's going to be other people popping up with, you know, new shows or um, even the ones that have covered the show before are going to come back to do season two. Um, if you want other people to check us out, those star ratings is what's going to keep us at the top. Um, I know at one point I did announce that you type in Cobra Kai. We were like the first podcast to populate in the search results. Uh, we have dropped back to number two again. Uh, we actually have not had a review since, gosh, I, I believe like October or November, somewhere around there. So it, it's been a few months. Um, and, and it, it does look like we've, gotten a lot more listeners since then so uh please take you know it takes like a minute or two uh, out of your time to just either give us a rating um if you want to go that extra mile you can leave us a review but the rating is really what's going to help okay i i just looked we're number two that's respectable oh absolutely it's respectable come on i'm not going to complain at number two however we did get mr hurowitz endorsement if that means yes. anything. It means that you guys should give us a rating. <laughs> okay, not should. If if you could spare a couple of minutes of your time to just hit a star rating. That's it. Yes. It takes two seconds. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, uh, Tom and I, we do have our uh, full-time jobs, our day jobs. Uh, we both have families. And we have very little time to do these episodes and, and the editing. I'm looking at the recorder right now, and we're two plus hours already for this uh, episode alone. And perhaps by the magic of editing, I might get it down. So we'll, we'll see. But um, it does take a lot of our times. We are not on Patreon. We don't make any. We don't make a penny off of this show at all, and we're not looking to. And, and real quick, even if you don't do any of that. Thank you for listening. Thank you for hearing our voices. Like I said at the yeah. beginning of the show, it, it, it does often feel like we're talking into a vacuum. The fact that we've reached anybody is so mind-blowing. The Look, the interactions, whether it's social media, people joining our group, you know, it is very rewarding in itself. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the star ratings, that also tells us that we are worthy of a rating. It, uh, it, yeah, it just takes a couple minutes. It's just a pat on the back. Yeah, it's an extra pat on the back for us. That's kind of what, God, I don't know how to word this, but the, the podcasters, we look at those readings. I don't know. It's it's a bit of a, a I don't know, a pride thing. Is it, Can you say that? It, is that? 
Kind yeah, of I, 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 I suppose so. But uh, beyond that, uh, you and I both have other shows. We we do have other podcasts, don't we? Absolutely, we, we do. So not only do we produce you know episodes for this show, I cover a lot of other things as well. I've covered other TV shows over at TV at My Brain. Uh, Tom, you've joined me, you know, on my show to many do times, the yes. kid movies many times. Yes, Halloween we mentioned it earlier. Uh, Better off dead. You know, with John Cusack, we've covered that. I, I actually took over your podcast for one episode for uh, an old episode of uh, Lois and Clark, if I remember right. Yeah, that was just a few years ago. Yeah. So uh, that is Podstalgic for anyone that's interested in retro movie reviews. And if there is a new release that I'm interested in seeing, I do instant reviews as well. So uh, check me out at Podstalgic on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, for our show here, if you want to follow us on the social medias, Finding our group on Facebook by searching www. period Cobra Kai period TV AMB group and you spell out the words period. To follow us on Instagram, you can search Cobra Kai podcast or on Twitter at Cobra Kai pod. What about you, Tom? Uh, I run up a little show with my uh, good friend Jake. Uh, he and I make up the team called Jake and Tom conquer the world uh we are a geek culture based show uh literally one week we'll be talking about a superhero show the next week we don't know what we're talking about uh it it, it's kind of grown into a personality based show that is based around jake and myself uh the best description i've ever heard was um, uh, imagine you're sitting at a bar and you hear Two geeks talking about a movie, then they move on to other subjects. That's our show. Uh, you can find us wherever you uh, find your uh, favorite podcasts on uh, social media. On uh, Twitter, you can find us at The Drunken Dork. And on Facebook, you can find us on Jake and Tom Conquer the Group. All right. And that's going to do it for this episode. Yes. Again, want to thank you all. For checking out this episode. Yes, thank you so, so much. Mm-hmm. And thanks again to Mr. Hurwitz for conducting these Q&As. All right, uh, real quick before yeah. we sign yeah. off, uh, one thing uh, that I want to, uh, I think it was Mr. Schlossberg that I uh, said this to, here we are, the principal photography of uh, season two has wrapped. We haven't seen one leak. That's impressive. So hats off to the entire team because yeah, yeah. I hate spoilers. Hate spoilers. We don't really want them. No, no, but but uh, some of us will still ask, I guess. Yes. <laughs> All right. So thanks, you guys, for checking out the episode. We'll see you next time. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Court and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court and Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com.